Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast with me, Chris. This is another session from Dustin, who's from California, and he came to us from thatadventurelife.com. And this time we spoke about Pink Canyon, uh, and he spoke about a couple of different hikes you can do, sort of more of a weekend away. But again, super fascinating. It was great to learn from him. It's great to have him on the show. So I do hope you enjoy it. If you've got any questions, or if you'd like to come on the show as well, then please email me at btmtravelpod at gmail.com. But with no further ado, let's get right on into it. So welcome to the podcast. We are again here with Dustin, who's going to talk to us today about Pink Canyon, and we're going to talk about a couple of hikes there. How are you doing, Dustin? I'm doing pretty great. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you very much. Not too bad at all. These recordings are back to back, so it's odd that we're odd that we're doing this. But here I am asking how you're doing an hour later. Yeah, um, I'm still doing good. <laughs> still doing good. We're still powering through. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, brilliant. So last time we talked about uh, Tahoe. That's uh, that's that's why you're back back on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about Pink Canyon. Uh, what what would you call it? Not district national park. Uh, well, Pink Canyon is actually a hike inside Valley of Fire State Park. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. And placing yeah. on a map, where, where are we talking? Uh, Valley of Fire is about an hour outside of Las Vegas in Nevada. So if if you're coming from Southern California, you blow right through town and you just keep on going and kind of out towards the middle of nowhere and uh, you'll be in Valley of Fire. It's it's a It's a gorgeous park. So a good place to go to either celebrate your winnings or or, or walk off your loss. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <From> yes, Vegas. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. There was there was actually a wedding going on in the park last time we were there, and I was jealous that I wasn't the one that was able to photograph it. <laughs> well, that's kind of oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, we could promote that later if you want. In fact, let's just uh, Dustin Thompson uh, photography for weddings and events. Oh, thank you. So, um. Looking on the map, it's the same latitude as Death Valley, almost. I mean, how how hot are we talking here? Uh, in the summertime, it gets ridiculously hot. Yeah, um, it, I, there's signs on all almost all of the hikes that say "Don't even attempt it if it's in the summertime." So oh, it, yeah, so I mean, Vegas itself is known to be, you know, in the upper 120s, and and so out here you get the reflection off of the rocks and everything, and it gets it gets pretty bad. Like not too much moisture either, I guess. No, no, and I don't know what it is, but that like that reflection of the heat off the rocks. We were out there. Um, we went twice last year, once in October and once in December. When we okay. were there in October, it was in the upper 80s, and that that heat radiating radiating off of the rocks, it was already fairly uncomfortable we were sweating just standing there so i can't even imagine being out there in the summertime jeez <laughs> yeah it's yeah, brutal it's, it's how, how much so how much time are we uh are we taking to, to visit here if you're visiting valley of fire as a whole i it's it's an entire day it's uh it, the park closes at sunset but okay. you know the, the time driving back that hour to to vegas or wherever you're coming from you know it's going to be an entire day pretty much and when we're talking about closing just because obviously we're talking about the outdoors here uh, are we talking about uh, a visitor center closing at sunset but you could still get out or do they close some sort of gate in a car park and then you're stuck in there or? 
Um, there is, there's like a, there's visitor centers at each end of the, or no, sorry, not a visitor center as much as like a, like a guard booth at, okay. at each end of the, uh, the park. And, uh, I don't know if they close a physical gate, but I think that they have rangers that roam throughout the park as soon as the sunset happens and they'll, you know, they'll tell you to scram. They'll tell you to get out of here. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. It's, it's good to know. Cause you don't want to. You don't want to be cheeky and push your luck, and then you find your car's locked in a car park. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's kind of unfortunate because as beautiful as that sur- the surroundings are out there, it, you're really tempted to stay through the sunset to get like some really epic photos. But you know, it, it, you definitely you know you don't want. I don't know if they'll write you a ticket or whatever, and it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, because if you can take your phone off auto mode, uh, you, your yeah. camera off auto mode. Sorry. Um, yeah. Then, then yeah. I imagine when the sun goes down, you might get some pretty cool reflections off the clouds. Yeah, yeah. But alas, the park me. is amazing if you get out there on a on a cloudy day too. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. it really comes out. It's beautiful. So, what was your overall impressions of the park then, and and, and why should someone go? Um, the park is absolutely amazing. I I I was actually lucky enough. My uh, my wife planned the trip secretly and took me out there for my birthday last year and oh, uh, wow. yeah i'd never been so I, I was definitely super excited to go and um the park is just amazing because uh it's named valley of fire i think pr- don't quote me if i'm wrong but i think it's because all the rocks out there are this bright red sandstone and then there's other rocks out there that are kind of mixed in it must be minerals in the rocks that are different colors. There are certain areas where it's green, pink, purple, like some parts of it, especially uh, pink Canyon look like rainbow sherbet when you're hiking through them. Um, But I mean, the park itself is really cool. There's a lot to see and lot to do. There's, you know, hikes that are everything from uh, pink Canyon, which is, it's, uh, it's extremely short. It's only, uh, let let me see. It's only about a, like, quarter of a mile round trip uh, to hikes that are 20 plus miles oh wow yeah so there's a little bit of something for everybody there's rock scrambling and uh all kinds of really unique viewpoints there's there's petroglyphs that you can see too wonderful <laughs> so yeah geology yeah. rocks and all that <laughs> yeah definitely if you're a geology nut it, it it's pretty much heaven out there <laughs> So we're we're talking hiking. Obviously, it's quite rocky terrain. What kind of kit are we are we recommending bringing? Is this something I can turn up in my sandals and do? Or? Uh, I wouldn't recommend the sandals. Probably, <laughs> I, I not to judge at all. I I wear sandals pretty much every day that I'm not hiking. I'm a sandals freak. So, um, but no, if you want some shoes with some good tread, um, uh, Pink Canyon is pretty mellow. You're you're kind of in like a sandy wash the whole time. Okay. Um, but some of the other hikes, you know, there's some hills and stuff. So, you know, some hiking boots with some good tread um, definitely bring a lot more water than you think that you need. Because, uh, you know, the the heat can get, you know, kind of, it can come up on you kind of suddenly. And a lot of the hikes are pretty much exposed out there. So not a lot of shade opportunities. So definitely bring a lot more water than you, than you would even think. You know, even yeah. like if you're doing a... Like, even if you're going to do Fire Wave, which it's only, uh, how far was Fire Wave? It wasn't super far. It was, um, 
check in here. I don't want to be like I said. I hate being wrong. About a, a mile and <laughs> yeah. a half, about a mile and a half round trip, and you know, a lot of people I think might feel a little bit too comfortable with that distance, and you know not bring any water or bring just a little bit and you know, and you get out there and you're like, man, it is really hot. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, if you think fainting's bad, then uh, I can't imagine those rocks are too forgiving when you, when you then fall onto them. So it's uh, no, yeah. You'd rather carry more water than you need. Yeah. I mean, uh, mean, even when I was, you know, I did Trolltunga hike in Norway. Um, I did that in November. That was covered in snow and that was cold and I, I still needed water. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of water. Yeah. There, so the, the water is another water. thing. Yeah. So backpack with snacks in case you get hangry as well, I suppose. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. Don't want to go hangry out there. There's nothing to eat. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, besides that, I mean, uh, a good camera is always a high recommendation because the scenery is, pretty surreal so i mean uh yeah between the shoes snacks water camera i think you're uh you should be pretty good uh maybe a hat sunscreen as well perfect so yeah. let's go a little bit more in depth then so we're, we're, we're turning up for the day uh parking wise is is that anything we need to look out for at all is, is it quite busy or yeah definitely um if you're going to do pink canyon um you need to watch out for it because it is actually kind of a lesser known trail at the park. I don't even think that there's much literature, if any on it. Um, you actually, it's about probably maybe half a mile before you get to the fire wave hike. And there's just a little shoulder that you pull off onto. So, uh, that one, you probably want to get there kind of early if you can, because if there's, two or three cars there then the shoulder is pretty much taken up so there's pretty much no parking there so brilliant (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of a a a lottery system almost Uh, you know you have you're like oh no one's there cool let's get it let's go (laughs) but i mean i suppose like we recommended for lake tahoe if you've got a large car or a camper van uh, it's not a bad view to wake up to if you sleep in the back yeah 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 there is camping inside the park so you can always do that and get a you know a really nice early start too before before it gets too crowded. Getting an early start at Valley of Fires, I would definitely recommend it for both uh, Pink Canyon and Firewave too because both parking lots fill up super super fast. Perfect, perfect. So we're turning up. Obviously, it's going to get busy. What which which hike would you recommend doing first? Um, I, I would probably say Firewave first because that one is well known and it's one of the most famous hikes in the park. So even though it has a much larger parking lot with probably room for, I don't know, I'd say maybe 30 or 40 cars, um, it fills up super, super fast. And plus you want to get there early, get out to the Firewave, which is this really cool geological feature. So you can get shots of it without it having people crawling all over it. And, you know, if you want it, if you want that nice, peaceful, you know, no person photo, you you want to beat everybody out there first. Otherwise, it's going to be like a circus going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You look like you got ants crawling over it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty busy in uh, the early afternoon hours. And is it quite a straightforward hike or is there quite a a lot of elevation gain or? The the Firewave or Pink Canyon? Firewave. Firewave. Firewave, yes. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. 
um, from the parking lot, you just you cross over the the main road and you just head straight and you're gonna come up to this giant rock formation. It's called the Rock of Gibraltar, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, it sounds pretty impressive, right? It, yeah. it's, it's really cool. <laughs> it's just this. It looks like a like like a rock skyscraper. It just comes straight up, and um, when you get to that, you make a right. And then you pretty much just follow the trail. It makes a left, and it kind of goes to one spot where there is a shade rock. This is the only shade on the entire trail. So if you're warm at all, oh, definitely take a minute, <laughs> take a breather here, you know. And um, and then from there on out, there's it was pretty well marked. There's little signs with arrows, or there's those little rock. Uh, I always, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it a Corin? I, I, you know, when someone builds like a rock stack, I, I always like, I'm like, Corin. Oh, Ken, Col- is it? A Ken? Karen? Is it Karen or Corin? C A I R N. Yeah. I know the man. It's Ken. Karen? Yeah. yeah. Ken. There's a few we'll, of those. We'll go with Ken's. Let yeah. us know if we're wrong <laughs> drastically. <laughs> <laughs> don't, please don't write hate mail. Please don't write hate mail. No. Um, <laughs> Just for yeah. like say you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, and you just follow the signs. It kind of winds around through this kind of neat little slot Canyon. That's only like two feet high. And then next thing you know, you cross over a big rock and you're there. So, I mean, it's a, it sounds like a lot, but it's pretty straightforward. And, and, you know, you're going to see, a, you're going to see people out there. So it's not like you're going to like wander off into like, the grand beyond and just be like lost <laughs> forever hopefully <laughs> some sort of epic movie there's a, yeah. like a montage of you wandering through the desert yeah and then, <laughs> you know you resurface like a couple months later with like a, a volleyball with a face painted on it or something like that you know? <laughs> <laughs> perfect so decent hike there and then i, I presume we're, we're moving over to to pink canyon hike is, is there anything we need to know about this uh, about about firewave before we before we leave there um it is it's just really cool um if you do do that hike uh when you see the firewave from the front which is the way you're going to approach it i mean it looks pretty cool but it, you're kind of like i was like where where did it get its name from and there is a little cliff um just to the right as you approach it um if you get up on top of that one it kind of gives you a side view of the fire wave and it's this giant curved rock formation that looks like a wave. So if you see it from that angle, you'll be like, Oh, okay. I get uh, right. It okay. Yeah. So I, get I, it. <laughs> I, I don't know how many people venture up to that because otherwise it just kind of, it, it looks like fire mound. Like it just kind of looks like a, like a bump, you know, like, but if, if you see it from that other fire side, mound. Yeah, fire mound, <laughs> Not as, not I can't, can't imagine the, the tourism board would have a great time if they called it Fireman. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Oh boy, that's great." No, um, yeah, that that side angle will definitely make it way more apparent as to what's going on with the uh, with the naming and everything. Um, but no, it's 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 a really nice hike. Really, it's pretty simple. I've seen. I've seen pretty much all ages on their way out there. I there was a guy that I was shocked. He was he he looked uh quite aged last time. I was like, wow, okay, so this guy's he's gonna make it out there. Cool, like you know, <laughs> good luck, buddy. But uh, you know, he was he he I saw him out there. He made it. Yeah, man. yeah. There's there's a lot of people like that who just shock you. 
Yeah, yeah, I like it. I've seen some, I've seen some guys up on some big old mountains that were in their 80s, and I'm, I'm hoping that I can keep this whole thing going. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna rock it until the wheels fall off. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I had a dream last night that I summited Everest. So, yeah. um, oh man. So, I mean, I mean, all I need now is sixty thousand pounds, and then, I, I, you know, so no problem. I, I should be, I should be able to go next year, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you can go on a day where people aren't going. Now I'm hearing about, like, I guess, I don't know where these people are all getting this much money, but now I'm hearing that there's, like, a line at the top once you get there. Yeah, I, heard a little bit. I think are... it depends on when when in the season you go. Uh, yeah. I, I've been listening to a few podcasts, and a couple of them mention it. So um, there's a guy called Jay Morton who's ex-Special Forces in the UK. Um, he's done it twice. And, and one time wow. he went up there, and he said he had half an hour at the top all by himself. Um, oh man! But then if you go peak season, there's just a lot of millionaires who think that they can sort of buy their way to the top because it's not super technical. It's not like you know in in South America these these vertical face mountains. Um, so you can, generally speaking, hike technically hike a lot of it, and then with some ice climbing. But um, but I, I think that mentality with the Sherpas. Uh, there's a guy called Ant Middleton as well. He writes a book about it, and, and he says. It seems to be the attitude that they think that they can pay their way to the top. They just expect the Sherpas to, you know, like quite literally in some cases, pull them to the summit. Oh so my gosh. it's quite a bad attitude from from some some people. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure I can find a spot. It's quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, I, you're hearing about people up there dying in line, though. I'm like, what, man? Yeah, some... it's pretty mental. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's over eight kilometers into the sky. Ugh. So. Man, yeah. so, suddenly those lines at Disneyland don't sound so bad anymore. After, <laughs> I haven't died in one yet. I've been bored, but I haven't died in one yet. <laughs> well, at least you won't be, as, won't, won't be so hot on Everest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so take, taking the altitude just, just a little bit down. Uh, we've been at Firewave Hike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving over to Pink Canyon then. You say it's a really, really short, short hike. Is is there anything worthwhile knowing about this? Any, any, any decent description you can give at all? Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you come from Firewave, uh, you're gonna leave kind of like toward. If you're going back to the visitor center, you're gonna kind of go down a hill, and there's gonna be a wash there, and um, that's where the the parking is for it. Like I said, it's just pulling off to the shoulder of the road. There's enough room for maybe four cars. Um, and if you're coming from Fire Wave, uh, Pink Canyon is going to be on the left side of the road. So um, it's real easy to find uh, right after you kind of step off of the road. You'll see that it kind of goes into a slot canyon. And uh, you just kind of dive right in right there. And it just kind of winds its way through this really neat slot uh, slot canyon and um it's pretty cool and then it eventually the slot canyon kind of comes to an end and you end up in a big sandy wash and it's from that point that if you look off to your left uh if you can get up high enough you can see the fire wave again the trail actually does connect to the fire wave trail but um we've never actually done the the full connection okay but. so so if you wanted to do it that way you can yeah, yeah, um, it's actually part of a loop that is, I think it's twenty, it's a twenty-something mile loop 
that it connects to all sorts of features in the park. I, I'd like to wow. try that one sometime, but that's 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 a bit of walking right there. So sure. I suppose really you could you could duck and dive if you, if you want to have a taster. Then this is this is a perfect day day out. If you uh, if you want to just go straight in, uh, thankfully I just saved myself from saying a different analogy, which probably wouldn't be best <laughs> to say on a podcast. But if you wanted to go straight in, <laughs> then um, then you can go straight for the twenty plus mile one. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. You can definitely you can pretty much get it's like a a build your own workout kind of thing it's like how ambitious am i feeling today i'm yeah. feeling two miles how ambitious. much porridge i have this morning <laughs> yeah seriously yeah <laughs> definitely but no it's it's a really cool hike it's very short i mean that one is definitely i'd call it more all ages there's only like one tricky part where there's some sandstone um on the ground and it's kind of got these little pools like when we were there in october it was no big deal but there was a tiny bit of rain before our december trip and uh the pools were full of water so you had to kind of work your way kind of balancing as you go around them on kind of an incline so nice. that was the only that was the only tricky part but it wasn't it wasn't that bad um it was just that we had my wife's parents with us so we're like don't let them fall in the water okay oh, like, no. yeah <laughs> We everyone survived. It was good. Because <laughs> the thing is, if you, if you fall in with you and your wife, I suppose that you could you could still turn it into like a laughable romantic moment. But if you if you yeah. if you do that moment in front of the parents, it's yeah. a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would it, it could be a, it could be a little bit uh, trickier. But um, yeah. I I think one notable thing is to remember about the um about Pink Canyon though is. Um, weather concerns uh, when, when we went on our December trip you need to be sure that there's not rain for a considerable distance around the around even the, the area um, it is a slot canyon so uh, rain can come from you know 20 or 30 miles away and oh, next thing you know you're just hanging out in a slot canyon and then uh, you know a tidal wave comes and it's it's unfortunately it's happened i don't know i i don't know i can't say if it's happened in that canyon before or not but i know in zion there and uh or in antelope canyon sorry antelope canyon there was uh, a group of hikers that yeah away just a wall of water came from you know some mysterious location and just uh washed them away basically so yes yeah, yeah here luckily the 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 slot is only maybe 10 or maybe 12 feet high in some parts so i mean it's not as aggressive antelope canyon you're down like 40 feet into this slot canyon so i mean uh, hopefully it wouldn't be as big of a problem but you it's a good thing to keep an eye on <laughs> yeah 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 but i suppose has been anything with the great outdoors so sometimes yeah. these things happen so yeah but definitely. that but then you work hard for your money so do you want to go and sort of sit by a pool which is perfectly fine or, or do you yeah. want to go and explore and uh, do something a bit epic so oh definitely definitely I think you, you find the right ratio between the both i think <laughs> oh yeah and, it, and i mean it's a good thing because i mean with its with its uh distance from vegas you can go have fun in the park all day then you come home you come back to vegas at, you know just after sunset that's when things get good there anyway so you yeah, can exactly. kind of make it a you know it's a win-win Perfect. So yeah. before we before we round it off, anything else that we need to know about the area? 
um there's a lot of cool things to see and do there there's um uh shortly after you enter the park there is a turnoff for um it's a it's a large rock called addle addle rock and it's pretty cool there is um a platform i have no idea how they did this but <laughs> somewhere around 4000 years ago the the native americans climbed like 60 feet up this rock and then did petroglyphs like way up there and like Jesus. Yeah, even with like the rock climbing experience I have, I'm like I don't know how you would do especially I mean 4000 years ago it wasn't like they had like top-notch gear or anything like that. These guys yeah. were like really <laughs> hanging it out there. And uh, they just now it's your face to deliver to deliver yeah. the ice axe. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And um and nowadays they have a little metal staircase that you can get up there and check them out. It's really really cool. I mean, these petroglyphs are really they're really cool to see. I mean, and it's real, you know, it's like you, you don't get to see, you know, true petroglyphs very often. I don't think you see some reproductions of them, but yeah, you know, but um, unfortunately some people have decided to add their names to it, you know, and there's some knuckleheads have kind of carved their names yeah. in next to the stuff, you know, and they've yeah. put these little barriers up to try and keep people from doing it. But, you know, unfortunately these, knuckleheads have found a, a way to do it so, but um yeah that's yeah. really cool um there's just around the corner from the petroglyphs there's an, a cool arch rock so you can see a little arch um there's another formation over by the other gate that's called elephant rock and it in if you kind of look at it and you know squint your eyes wave your hands in front of your face it looks like an elephant it's pretty cool it's a neat little <laughs> Neat, neat little arch that's like real skinny on one side. So I guess that, you know, that would kind of be like the elephant's trunk kind of going over there. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a lot you of... take off your glasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You take off your glasses. You have a, a couple of cocktails. You know, it looks like, yeah, yeah, that's an elephant. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool things. And then there's like scenic points like, um, I think it's called Mouse Tank. It's, it's a Mouse Tank or Moose Tank. I think it's mouse tank um there's a pull-off and there's this little it's not even like a trail it's just this rock that goes up at like a 45 degree angle and it goes way the heck up it's like 90 i don't know 80 90 feet up and it it gives you this really scenic overlook of the um of the road and it's kind of like a, a spot where the road's real windy it's a really neat spot for a landscape shot you know it's really beautiful um, but I mean, the, the park itself is just ev everywhere you look, it's gorgeous. Really? You can't go wrong. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, if you, what was one thing that surprised you the most about the park? Um, I guess it was just like the variety of things to do. Like it, like sometimes, uh, some of the parks you go to and it's kind of like, they have like one superstar feature and then the rest of it is like, it seems like they were kind of reaching for something like they're like, oh, yeah, this rock, it looks like a dog. So you should go see it. Like, you know, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case here. There's like there's a lot of really kind of neat things to see and do. You know, if, if you want to kind of if you want to if you're the type that likes to stay in the car, you can fairly stay in the car and see some good stuff. I mean, the hike, hiking, this stuff is way better, but it's a beautiful spot to drive through. It's a beautiful spot to hike um it's it's got a little bit of something for everybody really 
Perfect. If you could relive one particular moment from from the trip, what would that be? Um, it would probably be uh, when we were in when we were in Pink Canyon. There was one particular moment where it was cool because the the clouds kind of rolled in, and um, when the clouds cover, like for some reason, the colors become way more vibrant. So like wow. everything everything was kind of like washed out a little bit, and then the clouds came over, and it just like it 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 lo- it kind of turned into like Vegas. It was like just all these colors just oh, like wow. boom, like just came out of it. nowhere, and uh, it it was pretty cool. And I obviously I I almost burned my memory card on my camera out when that happened. I was like <laughs> boom, 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 boom. like I just started <laughs> rapid fire everywhere. It was it, that was a really cool moment for sure. Well, I mean, the one the one thing you don't want to do is just go. Oh, that, that's fine. I'm just going to finish my sandwich, and then I'm sure those colors will still be here. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, need, you need to just get on it straight away, don't you? Yeah, I learned that mistake uh, very early on in my ed- my adventure shooting career. Is like, get the shot now. Everything else can wait later. Luckily, luckily, the sandwich v, isn't going to go. <laughs> yeah, luckily, V is extremely patient with me because, like, sometimes I'm just like. I'm just going to, you know, let's just park it here for, you know, an hour or two. Let's take some really good pictures. <laughs> <laughs> She's well, the thing is, uh, I, I've, I've got a friend that, that does that uh, and, and just everything is a photo. But I tell you what, it, I really appreciate it afterwards, you know, whether it be the next day, a week later, a year later. And, and, and you know, she's the one with the incredible photos. And then yeah. all the memories. Uh, um, I've really appreciated for all the times we stopped and we waited and we and we took all the right photos because it just it pays off in the future. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's definitely cool to look back and see all the crazy shenanigans that we've gotten ourselves into over over the years. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing that you do differently? Um, I would probably if I had. Uh, if I had the chance, I'd probably camp there, honestly, because, uh, you know, it just it's it's a it's a really neat spot. It'd be cool to get that early jump on some of the, the things. And I would just like to, you know, see what the experience is like camping there and, uh, you know, being able to check things out. I bet the stars are incredible there because you're yeah. seriously in, like the nearest town, I think, is Vegas. And it's it's quite a ways away. So I bet the stars are really really beautiful so yeah i bet yeah that would yeah so lastly then how would you sum it up and um and i I guess we kind of answered this question but would you would you go again (laughs) yeah oh yes yeah i would definitely definitely go again um the park is beautiful there's still things that um we've we are hearing about people saying like oh yeah we should you should see this or that or the other thing so i mean there's still plenty of stuff to see and do and we've been twice now and uh i don't think we're gonna stop anytime soon but yeah i I would definitely sum it up as an awesome spot to visit for sure perfect perfect and if we want to see more information about this and any photos where would you recommend we go yeah definitely well we've been spending the last couple of weeks actually writing articles about valley of fire where we kind of uh when we go out on our adventures we tend to like do the articles like in sections so the next uh week or two i believe we're still working on some more valley of fire articles but if you go to thatadventurelife.com uh, there's the little magnifying glass up in the top. If you want to go directly to Valley of Fire articles, you can just type Valley of Fire right into the search bar. Or you can, you know, browse through the articles and see what other kind of 
crazy things you can get yourself into. <laughs> Brilliant. Perfect. And if, and if you like the sound of this as well, then we've also got an episode on Lake Tahoe where Dustin takes us through an itinerary for that. So if you scroll down a little bit further, I think it is episode eight off the top of my head. You're more than welcome to go and listen to that too. But, um, but otherwise, Dustin, thank you very much for coming on the show. Awesome. Thanks. It was a, it was a good time. Appreciate it. Cheers. So another great session from Dustin from thatadventurelife.com. Again, I'd highly recommend going and checking out his website. I really enjoyed it, and uh, it was great to have him on. It was another super fun session with him. Hiking is my thing, so it's always great to find new routes to try. I'll add it to the, the already long list of places for me to go. But if you've got any questions or feedback, then please do get in touch. Email me on btmtravelpod at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to come on the show as well, then that's a fantastic place to pitch me an idea and we can talk talk it through and, and get you on. So thank you very much and I'll, I'll see you in the next one.